tonight, a homeowner charged in the shooting of 16-year-old Ralph Yarl, who mistakenly went to the wrong home. 85-year-old Andrew Lester charged with one count of felony assault in the first degree and one count of armed criminal action. As a result of these charges, a warrant was issued for Mr. Lester's arrest. You said that your grandfather would say or do things uh, apparently that you did not subscribe to um, that caused you to distance yourself from him. Say and do things like what? That's right. Uh, a lot of it was the uh, kind of QAnon level conspiracies about election denying, and then uh, they got really weird with some some Fauci dogs. I really didn't know what that meant, uh, but I would push back on some of this stuff, and he couldn't handle being pushed back on. And at a certain point, we kind of lost touch, and uh, I think it was more of his choice than mine. Two people were shot last night, two teenagers, and police right now are still searching for that person who shot them right here at Millennium Park on Washington Street. Both boys are expected to survive. All of this unfolding as police were responding to multiple large crowds of people in the loop who they say were jumping on vehicles in the loop, fighting and engaging in other reckless and disruptive behavior. Walmart is closing more than 20 stores across 12 states and the District of Columbia this year. But about the closures here, specifically in Chicago, Walmart issued a statement saying, quote, our Chicago stores have not been profitable since we opened the first one nearly 17 years ago. These stores lose tens of millions of dollars a year and their annual losses nearly doubled in just the last five years. Once inside, the mob seemed clamoring for the goods. In this angle, you can clearly see this thief snatching condoms. All this happening while the clerk hid in the bathroom. These are the times that we're living in. We're living in critical times. Mm. You can see Starship sort of spinning out of control, and then we see it blow up. Not injuring anyone on the ground, though. Starship uh, was on its way into Earth's orbit, and this is a critical test so that someday it can launch humans to the moon and back, maybe even Mars. Welcome to Burn Babylon Burn. This is not a news show. It's an opinion show. We encourage you to do your own research. We do not give financial, legal, medical, or any kind of advice. Now enjoy the show. Yeah, buddy. I feel like Wilden. You feel like Wilden? Dude, I let's just let's start smashing, bro. Hulk smash all day. Let's go. Wilden out. Just <laughs> getting into it on the streets. Dude. <laughs> Episode 50. Fitty, I can't fitty, believe fitty, fitty. I can't believe Every time the number impresses me, I just feel like, like, how the hell did I do this almost every single week? There, there was a time whenever it wasn't every week, but now it's been every single week and following clown world this closely while also doing an interview show while also doing my day job and not making a damn dime off of this. Yeah, I know the feeling, man. <laughs> You're making me feel old. You know, I'm at like one, almost 140 with easy peasy. Um, 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess uh, I, I, I'm i sitting here thinking, I, I feel like you put out more episodes than I do, at least lately, but maybe I've been going longer. I don't know. Uh, at this point, I'm getting a, about eight a month. Uh, and if you yeah. include the, the WTF, that makes it 10. So yeah, yeah. if I make both of them, you know, there's a few of them right. that I haven't done, but man, yeah. Uh, it it's weird staying busy um you know hopefully entertaining well, every, people out there every wtf form we've had that you couldn't make it you know there was just there was something missing man we missed you oh man uh i i love it though it's always it's always great always a good group of people and uh i i i don't know if i ran it past you i ran it to the room and telegram but I can help host on weeks that other people can't and we can make it a weekly thing and just rotate more people in through the cycle because it's easy enough to just do this. Yeah, man. Um, I, I love that. I love that you're willing to do that. Um, the whole idea is I don't want to be like, I don't want it to be an offshoot of easy peasy. I like, I want it to just be its own ambiguous kind of thing as you right. know. Um, you know, it might I, I might have come up with the idea, but it doesn't need to be locked in to every other week or even whatever. You know, like whoever wants to host a WTF forum is fucking free to do so. You know, I love it. It's because because of its nature as a uh, as a thing that just nobody owns it. We just yep. you know, some guys we never even met could make WTF forum number eight. And that's, that's a bit of a, it's like, to me, that would just, that would warm my heart, man. That would be like seeing like your baby leave the nest, you know, like that would be, that would be so cool. And that was the whole idea to begin with. Like if I someday hear of a bunch of dudes that I have zero connection to hosting their own WTF forum, that would be the coolest shit ever. Like for real. Yeah, as long as they're not doing easy peasy number 180. True. Or as long as they're not like anything less than based, you know? Right, right. Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> it, we wouldn't want the guy that just did the, the news announcements with all the lists uh, sitting there <laughs> doing right, the right. easy peasy show or doing uh, the WTF forum. The teenagers were jumping on cards yeah wtf forum hosted by don lemon you know like no thanks oh, no. <laughs> don lemon is another one <laughs> <laughs> no thanks bro at that point at that point i'm just I, like i walk away from the game i'm done i'm fucking done you know <laughs> yeah well what if somebody just like steals our all our cred and it's it's you know completely you know the the it's like Bausch and and a bunch of like terrible people that have none of our opinions. <laughs> and they and they like fully corporatize it and like monetize it and uh and do it like way better, but it but it turns into state propaganda. It's like the ultimate um uh controlled opposition, right? Yeah, we, we turn it on and it's the young Turks. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah. Did you okay? Speaking of which, man. Speaking of which, can we talk about that chick on the Young Turks like spazzing out 
when she's talking about how like oh yeah um the the the, the california thing to to ban gas cars and she's like like you can tell like they did a good job covering it on uh on no agenda because it's like yeah she her her cpu like would not compute like she 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 went into brain like her brain got fried well <laughs> she's like what no, was awesome she she she, she said like, the, just, the middle class yeah 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 dude she she dropped some bombs in there man and, and that's true that that's that's you know i'm not exactly middle class i i don't think uh i don't think i qualify we'll we'll see whenever you know i guess the tax man has already come it but we'll see next year whenever uh whenever i've got a house and all that um because i i don't have my house on last year's taxes because i just bought it um or sign myself up for a whole bunch of debt for but yeah we'll see yeah. how that goes i i don't know what even considers middle class anymore i'm, I'm pretty sure i'm before you know i i think the whole like middle class thing is almost a misnomer at this point like there's relative degrees of poverty it's and working like, class that it's I mean, the, it's the working class. Yeah, it's the yeah. working class. It's people, you know, you might you might live in a five hundred thousand dollar house. You might live in a fifty thousand dollar house, you know, like. But if you're if you're relatively comfortable and you have Internet access and like a certain degree of comfort. Right. Yeah, I think you're you're out of abject poverty and you're in the quote unquote middle class. And what she said was like, what the middle class are like the most, how'd she say it? The most um, oppressed? The most screwed over? Something along those lines. Yeah. Dude, I almost. She's not wrong. (laughs) I I thought about it. I thought about it like yesterday. I didn't actually post it, but I'm like, I want to do a poll on my Instagram. And it says like, which group is the most oppressed? You know, like blacks jews or the small business owner you know well the results would clearly be anti-semitic yeah clearly that's (laughs) that's why i like that's why i didn't post it (laughs) (laughs) but like to me there's only one obvious answer to that it's the small business owner you know like fully well yeah, and this small business owner is not eligible for reparations. Now, here's something yeah. interesting. Um, uh, we we thought about talking about this. Uh, uh, Pete Quinones uh, just did a really awesome episode on it with uh, with Reed Cooley. I highly recommend checking it out. But yeah. and also, lot... well, before I let you get into it, congratulations, it. man! I listened. I listened to your show with Pete. It was awesome. Um, you know, like fucking a man it was really great it's it's really cool to talk to one of my heroes like that i i kind of talk to him every single day but you know yes yeah but i mean like as far as being a part of his his chat group but it was it was awesome it was just like it, it was cool standing there in front of one of my my heroes in broadcasting well, it made me think, you know, it's like we're expanding the network, right? This like neural network of like-minded folks. And um, listening to you two talk, I had a funny thought where because I was like, man, I really like listening to these two guys talking. 
And it made me realize I'm like some of the episodes of other shows that I listen to, I'm like annoyed half the time because I don't necessarily care for the hosts. Okay. And I'm not trying to talk shit, but it's kind of like some of the biggest names in this kind of community, this, this, you know, Liberty, you know, movement are like, to me, kind of annoying personalities. And I'd so much rather like the Pete's and the Andes like rise up above like the Tim pools and the fucking Steven Crowders and the fucking, uh, you know, who's the other guy, Ben Shapiro, man, I cannot listen to that guy. I can't listen to him. His voice. It's like nails on a chalkboard to me. I don't know here. Yeah. I am talking shit, dude, but you know what I'm saying? It, I, I have a lot more. I mean, he's always wrong right off the bat. And, and this is uh, Mud is a big time Shapiro listener. And yeah. uh, he never met. <laughs> well, he never met a war he didn't like. Well, so long as it favors Israel, which, you know, is, says that, I mean, he's a, he's a neocon. He's just taken it to its logical modern conclusion. And I, I, I just don't think that we have space for neocons anymore. It's yeah, it's over. It's, you know, it died with McCain. Um, Right. Right. I mean, it still lives on. There's still eye patch McCain as, uh, as Alex Stein calls him. Um, I like that. That's a a great nickname. Yeah. Lindsey Graham, who Lindsey Graham talking about going to war with Taiwan. He thinks it's real important. That, that little Southern bell. Um, doing his nasty thing with, you know, trying to get more missiles launched and everything like that. But guess what? The petrol dollar is coming to an end. The United States will not be able to afford all of this war anymore. Yeah, yeah. That's the upside. The downside is... The the check's about to bounce, right? The downside is hyperinflation. (laughs) And, uh... And us dealing with hyperinflation. Uh, I I see what you got right there. You got a smoke. That is a survival currency. I I think you should buy as many cigarettes as possible for the future <laughs> max, economy. Max out one of my credit cards buying cartons of cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> Nick Macting. Yeah. Let's... Well, hey, when it comes to the rate of inflation um, and the rising cost of cigarettes, and the 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 rate of interest on the credit card at some point the lines on those curves cross on the graph you know and we're we're getting close to that point where that that 14% you know credit card interest ain't nothing compared to the rising cost of cigarettes you know i guess we'll see we'll see i wrote about that in my novel where like you know when the grid collapses the first thing that got looted was all the cigarettes you know, we saw that video in the uh, exactly in your, in your opening montage. Like, you know, you, the, if you're only listening and you're not watching um, the look on this kid's face as he's stealing packs and packs of condoms is pretty telling. <laughs> he, he's got a he's got a smile a mile wide as he's stealing all these condoms because he knows how valuable they are. <laughs> you know, it's like that's right. gold, man. <laughs> That's that's rubber gold. That's what that is. Latex gold. Yeah. Yeah. So 
what do you think this is? So we talked about anarcho tyranny in the last episode of the WTF forum. And so we've got street takeovers where there's a there's a race where just it's unsanctioned, a whole bunch of people block the streets and then people go in the street and, and do donuts and crazy stuff and race mm-hmm. and everything else. Uh, then there's wilding, which is, you know, all right, wilding out where people just jump and damage people's property, damage public property, etc. Uh, uh, this this all seems i mean it's it's not i don't think it's orchestrated i think it's just something where they recognize oh, that they won't dude, be penalized dude. for it and and that i think it's this is psychology nothing more yeah nothing more yeah i i fully agree i don't think this is orchestrated or even um spurred on you know it's like as opposed to the blm protests turned riots where like I've I've expressed on my show and probably at different times on the WTF forum, like I was very much at the protests during BLM, like interested as a observer slash, you know, in many ways sympathizer, right? I, I'm not a big fan of the police. I, you know, don't believe that anybody d- deserves to die at the hands of the police unless they are a you know an actual threat to people around them so like the george floyd protests like i had sympathy for in the beginning and my observation at the beginning of those riots was that it felt to me like something or someone pushed those protests over the edge you know here in indianapolis i witnessed a white guy with a skateboard the first windows i see get smashed were a white guy with a skateboard a guy that looked 30 to 45 years old and he was smashing windows with a purpose like somebody had instructed him to do so now my theory was because from where i was i could not see the first window but from what i could hear the first broken glass sounded like a car window and I assume it was a cop car. And I think that was a genuine angry rioter protester. And I think as soon as that first broken window occurred, somebody was waiting with instructions. Hey, don't start it. But once it starts, crank it up a notch. And I think that was the the pseudo Antifa guy smashing, you know, the windows of the bank and every other uh, place on the block with no care for what window or what business or whatever it was. He was on a mission to break every fucking window. And I remember at the time being flabbergasted like that is not normal, even in these circumstances, even in a in a riotous circumstance like it looked unnatural there was the natural chaos the natural anger and then there was this guy who was a little bit more focused and i don't see that with the with the teenagers in chicago um you know with them i see pure and utter chaos anger emotion um you know psychology bubbling over you know and these yeah like you said wiling out just wiling out and like again i can almost sympathize to an extent 
you know, one of my favorite events that I go to, it's called bike night. And it's where a bunch of Harley riders, bikers, whatever, they shut down a whole block here in Indianapolis. It's actually in Speedway, Indiana, which is kind of a city within the city of Indy. Um, but they shut down a whole block in Speedway and it's burnouts and stunts and drag races. And it's kind of like no cops allowed, right? It's kind of organized chaos. It's a it's a wiling out, but with a certain degree of like, we have a code of honor here. We have a code of ethics, you know, like have all the fun you want, burn all the rubber you want, but don't be a dickhead. Don't cause any problems. Don't, don't break shit. And um, so there's a very fine line to me as a guy that loves to while out or while whatever, you know, wiling out. I love wiling out. But when people start getting hurt for no good reason, it's gone too fucking far, you know, and that's what you're seeing here with these teenage, you know, the teen takeovers. It's like they're beating the shit out of people. They're beating the shit out of each other for no goddamn reason. You know, like it ain't. Yeah, it ain't. It ain't all disregard. Yeah, it's it's not all in good fun no more, you know. Yeah, a, a lot of people think that that that's what anarchy means, that it's, you know, just it's just chaos. And uh, and the thing is, this is this is why I, I, I think that that the certain, you know, like the the more right wing anarchists need to change because it, it's been completely taken from uh, completely taken by the left wing and, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think that there is a sentiment for being right wing and anti-government. I mean, they, I mean, there, there's a, there's a well formed box that was made just for guys, like us, you know, um, or at least speaking for myself. Um, I, I don't know exactly where you, you fit on that, but I think that, you know, um, well, I guess I'd be curious to ask you, man, like, how do you feel about that word anarchy these days, you know? I, I, less and less all the time you know it's uh it, it's something that that enchanted me for a moment mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. uh and i i become more and more disenchanted with it because it 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 doesn't have any it it doesn't have a a, a positive conclusion really uh if if libertarians and anarcho-capitalists achieve in Kapistan, the first thing that's going to happen is the richest companies in the world, which are the same rich companies that just put us under the tyrannical boot of, of big pharma are going to mm-hmm. buy us slaves. And, and it'll, it'll just be, you know, it's, you know, I would never sell myself into slavery. Well, what happens when you just can't have anything, everything just gets taken from you. Like yeah. all at once, uh, the whole rug gets pulled out from you under, under you, the price of, whatever you think is is cheap right now um you know gas has gone up gas has gone down a little bit but if the price of gas was a hundred dollars a gallon you're not driving and and they they can do that and that's that's really what they're doing and they're they're pushing and then there's the social side of of libertarianism that uh that pushes all the things that are naughty really i mean I, right. I I I know I sound 
corny saying that, but it's, you know, it's all the, uh, all the things that are actually detrimental. They led us into a lot yeah. of traps, drugs, sex, all these things. And it's, it's like, <clears throat> I think the strict, the, the strict adherence to the nap is maybe detrimental in the long run, or at least pretending like the nap is all that matters, right? The non-aggression principle, like, so what I've kind of come to think lately, and we, you know, I think we'll we'll have to circle back. We'll have to touch on like some of these specific topics, but this is maybe good like context um, to lay down because I think you and I are in similar places, like philo- philosophically, um, in that like anarchism is a very appealing idea because of the the inherent truth of it. In my opinion, it is. Like, it is true. It is not complete necessarily, though. It's not a full truth. So, like, to me, I almost imagine, like, anarchism, anarchy is like the blank canvas, right? Like, that is the backdrop. That is the underlying reality of things that we live in anarchy at at the basis. Like, the government... The, the structures around us are sort of um, illusory, right? They're, they're illusions. They're, they're only as real as we allow them to be. But at the basic level, at the core biological level, we live in anarchy and we kid ourselves to think otherwise, right? So like I think these, these kids in, in Chicago in San Francisco, in LA, in New York, you know, this is not an isolated thing to Chicago. Like, I think they are, it's like a biological symptom um, of too much tyranny and the natural balance of things in a backdrop of anarchy is that when, when people live under all these oppressive forces, eventually they, they lose it. They lose their minds. They, they, they lash out chaotically, you know, like it's why I like hanging out with bikers, man. It's because like for a long time, bikers have found a relatively undestructive means of, of releasing the pressure, right? Letting out a little bit of anarchy amidst all the tyranny. Yeah, right? it, it's the outlaw culture. It's it's beautiful. Yeah. Now, yeah. If there's a way out, if there's a way out of the system boot, then you know, I let's let's be freaking elitist and and take that way out and let all the people that that really don't deserve liberty anyway not have it. Let them let them sit under the tyrannical boot. Uh, I I don't feel like it's the greatest thing to go and advocate for our enemies because that's that's what we've been doing all the time we're trying to protect free speech for people that that are you know that would just just take ours away in a second and then we're trying to we're sitting here trying to uh defend the gun rights of people that will be the first people to shoot at us as soon as everything breaks out so it's like if if i can interject dude this is another question like leading up to this conversation with you this question popped in my head i'm like if i get the chance i'm going to ask ando what he thinks 
who are we talking to at this point? Right? Are we ta- are we evangelizing? Are we trying to convert? Or are we strictly trying to embolden and like build up the revenant? Or th- not the revenant, but the remnant. Yeah. I guess I guess the revenant as well. Uh, <laughs> those who are those who have reverence and those who remain. Um well, like revenant I'll, I'll, is an undead thing. It's an undead thing that, yeah. that goes on a mission. Like the best story of a revenant to me is the crow. You know, he was he was killed in a terrible way and comes back as a, as basically a zombie, but he's not mindless or anything like that. Hmm. But he has, you know, he has this mission, his revenge mission, in order to take out the the people that that did him wrong. Um, but going on, <laughs> let's. Uh, <laughs> So I simply, I simply misstoke. Um, we're talking about the remnant, you know, but yeah, (laughs) yeah. yeah. Go on. Um, I don't know. Uh, you know, it, it's, I, I've read the, the, uh, Albert J. Nock, uh, story of the remnant and how he basically relates, uh, relates the biblical story. I believe it was Daniel to, uh, to libertarianism. I don't, I don't think it's it. I, you know, I, I think it is, it, it's somewhere it's near there, you know, because I, I'm still motivated by, by Ron Paul, you know, I, I still listen to him every single day and I, I still think that he's brilliant and he's got the right idea. And so you think um, there's still, there's still a case for conversion basically. No. No, I don't. I don't think that we're. Gonna, I don't think that we're gonna pull the the crazies to our side. I, it, like, do do you think that you you can go to that riot of all those teenagers and be like, hey guys, no, what we really need to do is embrace, you know, the the founders and all this other stuff. Uh, there's there's no putting that toothpaste in the tube. You know, it's yeah, but um, you, you hear you hear about the like the missionaries who go like you know, go to the gay pride marches and actually like have a breakthrough with somebody and shit like that. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Yeah. I guess it's, it's a big broad question, but like I, I struggle sometimes with the tone of my show. Like who am I really trying to talk to? Am I trying to talk to normies like NPCs who might yet, open their eyes or am I talking to the people whose eyes are open? And I think sometimes I try to straddle that fence a little too much. Um, I really, know. I only want to kind of preach the, to the choir. I'm, I'm not here to debate yeah. anyone. I, I, yeah. I, I had one show that, that we, we tried to start it, but I had a bad connection. And while we were having a bad connection, there was a guy who was, who was heckling my, my, former co-host and well he's still my co-host occasionally but mud he's he's heckling mud about all this stuff about the election and and trump and all the other nonsense that you know whatever and mud's sitting here arguing arguing back with him on the stream and i i don't want that that's not my show i'm not arguing i'm not arguing with leftists i mean i if i see some leftists that's trying to heckle me in the comments i'm just gonna mute him uh or ignore it. it there's there's no point I'm not going to fight with I them. Think, I don't, I think it keeps, it keeps the conversation at like a very basic level, maybe to, to try to like be that appealing right, or I, like, yeah. 
I'm not. I'm not good. Okay, they think that I'm something, and I'm fine with them thinking that. Keep thinking what you think about me, and I don't care. I, I, I'm gonna think what I think about the commies, and I'm not gonna change my mind. They're gonna keep thinking what they think about me, and I'm, and they're not gonna change their mind. So, I, I don't care. I don't care what happens to commies, and I'm not, not gonna try to protect the commies' free speech. The commies control everything right now, anyway. I think it's what kind of irritates me about like certain personalities actually like Tim pool in particular comes to mind. Like I think he, he over explains himself and maybe that's just, you know, I listen to most of his shows um, because I think that he's almost always like hitting the right subject matter. Even if I don't agree with his take, like he seems to have his thumb on the pulse. I'll give him that. He's very much at the forefront of like the, the conversation. But what irritates me is he's constantly trying to argue like. I don't know how to express this exactly, but it's it's the surface level argument. And I think it's because he's trying to remain broadly um, appealing, but it's like he never gets beyond like the 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 surface level of the argument. And then I feel like as the listener I'm hearing him make the same arguments over and over and over. And it's like, yeah, we're there, bro. We're there. We're with you. Let's go to the next thing, you know. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. um There I, I can think of other examples, but uh, not off the top of my head. I, but let's, I don't know. So back to the nap, you mentioned that just a little bit ago. And uh, and I think, I think one thing is it, it shows us the constraints. We have the, the bars of the nap. Um, mm-hmm. And that's, that's one of the, they defanged us from the very get go. You know, we're the most, capable people of of a real revolution because we're you know we're we're sitting here working in this finders founders ideology and uh but we're defanged you know but the thing is how aggressive upon are we already you know yeah. like hey, yeah. i mean we're no that's super a very aggressive that's, upon. A, that's a fucking fair question man yeah and the, like it's very nice to think. It's very nice to think. Um, yeah, do no harm, right? Do no harm, right? Like, don't don't swing until until someone else hits you in the cheek. You know, it's like I was listening to somebody talk about like, you know, did your parents teach you to wait until you were hit before you hit back? Like, there's kind of a fundamental ethic. You know, I was most certainly. I think I was taught even worse. It wasn't wait to be hit before you hit back. It was don't hit ever at all, period. Right? Like I was born after the zero tolerance policies were enacted, right? Zero tolerance. If you're in a fight, you're expelled. Doesn't matter if he swung first or if you did, you're expelled. So I was constantly taught like, no matter what, never, ever. Violence is not the answer, right? Violence is never the answer. Well, guess what? Sometimes 
it's either fight or die right and like that's nature man that's fucking nature and yeah so yeah this this question of like do you let somebody beat on you repeatedly or do you or do you fundamentally or do you punch first right when they like is it is it an aggression when somebody steps into your personal space with an aggressive kind of body language at that point, you know, have they violated the nap debatable, but the practical question is once that does happen, once they do step to you for your own sake, is it better to wait for them to strike or for you to strike first? You know, like that, it's a fundamental question. It is. Yeah. I, so I, I'm uh, about 13 years older than you exactly. Um, and I took American karate and that whole thing, it, it's, it's awesome. You learn how to fight, but mm -hmm. you also learn how to prevent a fight. And it, it's a, really weird psychology thing because you're you're basically supposed to like to let a lot happen before you retaliate and mm -hmm. and i think that it causes a lot of hesitation in real life um you know i i've gotten ambush mugged before things like that and yeah it, it, it's uh that was rough you know like that was that was teenagers. And here's the thing about teenagers. Their brains are not fully formed. Um, right. And that that's that's science, bro. Uh, but yeah, teenagers are a mess and they will they will act out certain ways. And, you know, whenever there's a whole gang of them, they're actually really dangerous. And I think that, yeah. that, that street thing that you just saw there is complete proof of that is that, you know, they, they get up in a group any group of of young men together can cause a lot of havoc um but yeah uh i i end up hesitating and i don't know i don't know when to cross that line and everything like that and then you know of course you've also got to discipline yourself if you're if you're a firearms owner you right. got to know when to strike and and it sounds like the guy in Kansas City had no idea when to strike because uh, I'm not sure it, there's probably more to this story, but the way that it was reported initially was he just shot him for ringing the doorbell. Uh, but then there was another report that he had actually entered the house, but then there's another report. I, I, said that I he shot him. The window. Yeah. I, I, I even heard that it was just that he jiggled the door knob. Like he was, and but this is a fundamentally like important detail, even just the jiggling of the doorknob. Um, you know, say I'm a lonely widower living alone at 80 years old, and somebody rings my doorbell at 11 o'clock at night, that might put me on alert too, and I might grab my gun too, and I might stand there and wait. And the moment that they try to actually enter that might be the moment that I decide to pull the trigger. You know, like I cannot say, cause I was not in that guy's shoes, but the way that it was, um, the, again, you know, very interesting the way the media portrayed it because it was like 
they wanted it to be painted as a racially motivated shooting. And I think yeah. no, no matter what, that is not what it was. Like, I think uh, it, it was his it grandson, was man. That was yeah, messed up. It, I hadn't seen and, that until that. That was the oh, first you just I watched did. the whole thing, dude. When you when you texted me saying the grandson is fucked up, like I honestly didn't know what you meant or who you were talking about. I hadn't seen that part of it. But yeah, so his grandson is like so ready to rat him out as like a QAnon guy. You know, it's kind of yeah. like it's kind of like the leaker of these classified documents immediately immediately getting painted as like a right wing gun toting, you know, QAnon motherfucker. Um, yeah, man, like you're you're ascribing intent to a guy who is probably just scared and and maybe shouldn't have pulled the trigger but like was in was in a situation in which he felt threatened and by the letter of the law i think ought to be probably acquitted of all charges because you know again it's kind of the question of did the guy turn the doorknob or not that really does matter you know ringing think, the doorbell yeah. is one thing grabbing the doorknob and jiggling it trying to gain entry that's a whole nother thing and I hate to say it, but this this kid should have known better than to try to enter a dark home late at night. Whether or not he thought he was at the right house is irrelevant, you know? Yeah, uh, what was another detail of this is, so Sean King immediately started grifting on this um, because that's what Sean King does. Um, and then the media gives out the address that the kid mixed up because it was a difference between street and terrace. They gave wow. this man's address on the news. So they, they doxed, doxed this man. They doxed yeah. him, man. The media and Antifa, BLM, whatever the hell you want to call them, are, are totally on the same team. Mm -hmm. And and basically they, they said, this is the guy's address if you want to go terrorize this guy. Um, he's the and, next he's the next Zimmerman. He's the next yep. Zimmerman, right? Yeah. Yep. And so it's, it's super messed up. And this is, you know, and the the grandson calling him racist. Now, what if they turn this into a hate crime uh, because of that? You know, the, because they didn't really need to. Uh, I mean, hate crimes don't exist, first of all. That that is something that was made a crime, up. That, a crime yeah. is a crime is a crime. Yeah. And and just to do that to his grandfather is is really bitter, and it's all over this divide because his well, son is a flaming libtard, and his his grandfather is a Trump supporter, Fox News watching MAGA guy. It's like it's like Biden signing into law this this bullshit anti lynching legislation, right? A couple couple years ago, right? Am I am I mistaken? But this this became federal law, right? As if it wasn't already illegal to lynch people. Are you shitting me? Like we need a new right. law in 2021 or 2022, whatever, to, to say that lynching is now illegal. No, it was already and always was illegal. Thank you very much. You know, but to, to call it a hate crime, we're just, yeah, we're slapping. It's, it's all window dressing for the sake of the narrative right yeah I, I mean they've included a bunch of 
politics into this and uh and it, it's all about this divide that they've created and now um yeah i i feel like whatever they can get their hands on whatever they can stir up they will stir up and that mm-hmm. that's just how it goes and so you've you've got the takeovers you've got the uh the wilding and then you've you've just got a, a situation that got out of everybody there's control should we should we play the clip of the mayor responding to the teen takeover i think this was can, pretty good can you do it on your end uh yeah i'm sure i can hang on just okay a second. yeah because it's just so it's so like <laughs> rich right was it was it lightfoot um, or was it the new mayor the new the mayor new, that's also a, a woke mayor yeah, well, mayor elect, I should say. Um, he is not yet mayor, but this was his response. Give me just a second. I'm getting there. When he was an instructor, he never failed a student. I just learned that listening to our interesting times that this guy is one of those kinds of instructors that would never fail a student. So it, you just show up to his class and you got a grade regardless. Go figure. Go figure. Yeah. Hilarious. All right, here we go. Is this showing up? I got nothing. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I would have to give you certain privileges, but yeah. Hmm, maybe so. Yeah, uh, and I don't think I can do it right now while we're in the middle of a stream. Well, but- in any event, he basically, the, the punchline is that he says, you know, we do not condone these these crimes or these malicious activities, but at the same time, we should not demonize these youth, the youths. We should not demonize the youths. You know, this the, the narrative says that it's not their fault. You know, they're just underserved. They're underserved. So we cannot hold their crimes against them. You know, I think when we were talking about doing this... Um, this episode, it almost feels like the theme of a lot of these different topics is being rewarded for bad behavior, right? Like, yeah, go, go, go loot the the corner store and steal all the condoms. And there's a a 0.0001% chance that there will be any consequences. You know, again, this this whole thing about like the nap and like like these kids. Like, is it acceptable to shoot when they've entered the store? Is it acceptable to shoot before they enter the store? Well, in Chicago, it's not it's not acceptable to shoot ever, period. Even if they're beating the shit out of you. You know, it's like what we covered on the WTF forum, the, the parking garage attendant in New York City who got shot wrestled the gun out of the perpetrator's hands, shoots the perp, and then gets charged with attempted murder. And it's like, what the fuck, man? You know, like, right. And it's because we have no common code. We have no common sense of morality or, or honor or, you know, dignity or respect. You know, if you, if you start questioning, like, property rights 
then it becomes very ambiguous when when do i have the right to defend like myself and my property well you don't own anything especially yourself you don't even own that that's the fundamental like uh ambiguity ambiguity they're trying to sow right you don't own anything even your own body we own you and you have no right to use force ever period violence is never the answer unless you have a badge and you know the the backing of the government yeah the old james bond license to kill license i was just thinking yeah. yeah thinking about that today in fact uh that you know you have to have a license to do anything in england and <laughs> amen but amen that's that's funny because I I ran into an old roommate and uh, and I wanted to show him a rifle that I just got and I show him the picture and his his friend there says what are you gonna do with that you're gonna go shoot up this or that and like like I'm gonna like like go pop in, off and I'm like in, no, insinuating dude, gonna... insinuating that you could be a mass murderer was that the the Bruh, joke basically yeah. just just by owning it and and that. That's the thing is that, you know, just by owning it, they want you, uh, they want to consider you criminal. And now, um, I just want to shoot paper at the range. I never want to, I never want to hurt anyone. Mm. And that's, that's, I, I don't ever want to have to use something. And I don't want that circumstance to ever, you know, cross my path. I just want to, I just want to enjoy it, know how to use it and enjoy the sport of, of, you know, going to the range and seeing how many things I can, I how many bullseyes I can get. You know, to see if I can. But hit at the same, aim, at aim the at. same time, I you know I don't want to, like, don't be a fud about it, right? Like, the purpose of the Second Amendment is not for sport; it's for, it's for filling right the fucking right. blank. It's for filling right. the fucking blank. It's 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 for redcoats, motherfucker. Like, and if you don't know what I mean by redcoats, I'm sorry, you're listening to the wrong fucking show, but like, let's not, let's not pretend it's just for fun, you know? So uh, we're already there though. I think, I mean, I, I really feel like, like we're the, the time has passed, but I think it, it happened so subtly that, I mean, we're already kind of in this weird state of, of, Okay, well, you know, there there was this declaration of independence that says not only is it your right, it's your duty. Mm-hmm. And you know, and there was a time back in the uh back in the early 1900s where they made that illegal. Um they didn't want you to to see that document. And now they're basically doing it again. Now made made what what are you saying they made illegal um, in the 1900s? I, I believe it was it was Wilson, everybody's favorite one to hate, but he's uh, he didn't want people going around spreading the sec uh, the sorry the Declaration of Independence around because that's basically says you know hey whenever the government becomes tyrannical you gotta you know uh, so you're stop. saying that a, a law was passed against the spreading of the Bill of Rights, the Declaration of Independence, fill in the blank. Yeah, I mean Declaration of Independence. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That happened uh, in the early, like, I uh, I know his terms were in the early 1900s, the 
early 19 teens. So kind of reminds me of what it's a little bit of an offshoot. Um, but what you and your aunt, what's your aunt's name again? Aunt Laura. Laura. Didn't she say something about how um, somewhere along the way they made it against the rules to take notes? Or was it the other way around? It used to be against the rules to make notes in a Bible. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So the uh, it, it was a thing that was considered really taboo to basically mm-hmm. write in a Bible. And this was the first Bible that was published with the notes in the side you know written in, in inside the book on each so i guess it's, it, it's almost it's, it's almost sense. it's almost the opposite then but it, a sim there's a similarity there and i guess we'll see if i can explain what i'm thinking here but it's like um it's a different type of censorship in a way one is editorializing and the other is restricting you know the spread of of a document, you know, so one is to take a document, editorialize, make notes, interpret it. The other is banning its, you know, spread to begin with, but both are forms of censor censorship. I would think, you know, one is saying, this is what you should, this is what you should take from these words, you know, forget what you think for yourself. Here's the editorialization. You know, this is the modern media telling you what to think about the the events of the day versus you know we're just not going to tell you anything but i don't know is that a stretch i feel like i feel like it's there's a point there in the like there's different types of censorship different types of manipulation um i don't know well it's i i think we're just long past the point and and more than 100 years past the point i i would say that that one of the biggest violations of that Declaration of Independence was, you know, the War of Northern Aggression, as uh, as Ryan Dawson calls it. But the uh, the Civil War was some of the worst tyranny of all time, and mm-hmm. uh, and you know you had Americans attacking Americans, and it, and, you know, it seems like something that is being built to right now, the way that they've got us divided, and so. Yeah. What do you we're... think about what do you think about the um the response from the White House about NPR being labeled government controlled media on Twitter? Oh you man, this is, this is a perfect transition. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh this is also the same same week that uh because 420 happened and that was the day that that Elon, because he was being cute, decided to have all the celebritards pay up for their eight dollars to get their blue check. And their blue checks have gone away. And somebody said that people will will literally die and all of this. And (laughs) God, people are so dramatic, dude. They're so dramatic. (laughs) They are. It's it's ridiculous. But yeah. Um, And uh, and also on 420, Elon decided to launch one of his really expensive rockets paid for with with our tax dollars uh yeah but, of course you know in roundabout ways you know people people think that he's he's such a great businessman but you know he's really such a great hooker to the defense department so he's real good at spending yeah defense money no doubt which hey you know i mean, I mean maybe that's kind of based like if he can get the contracts 
by all means, you know, burn it, burn all that cash, <laughs> you know, <laughs> bleed the beast, bro. Bleed the beast. Yeah. But yeah, uh, it, it's fun to try to get people to wake up from their, their Elon worship, you know? Yeah. Uh, yeah. No. There's, there's so many, there's only one person, one person to worship and that is Jesus Christ. That's it. Yeah. Dude, drop Elon, drop it, Trump, only Christ. Yeah. The, the whole hold no false idols thing, man. I think that, and again, this is kind of what, where my head's been at about like anarchism in general. Like, have I been holding anarchism as a false idol? Yeah, like, is, uh, yeah. Is, I, that's kind of how I got here. Got to these mm. conclusions because it was it was really, you know, uh, a really great conversation between uh, Pete Quinones and and Matt Erickson two summers ago, and it was basically explaining that libertarianism is kind of a religion, and mm. Uh, mm. and how you know what what we think we want is not really what we want and uh and <laughs> he explained that the best way to get free is to just really to you know provide yourself with the most amount of success and uh that most people just don't want to be free it, it's a really great episode look it up uh it, it's back in the archives here yeah. maybe summers ago yeah so one of the most interesting kind of progressions that I've been able to witness has been Buck Johnson. Do you listen to Counterflow? I love Buck Johnson. He is Man, uh, he's really, solid. yeah, he's a really great guy too. I met him twice and he mm -hmm. is, he, he's a really great person to be around. So what I've found interesting as of late, right? Well, I guess like a little backstory for the listener, if you're not aware of who Buck Johnson is, he started out as the host of the Death to Tyrants podcast, right? Which is pretty aggressive in its in its inception, right? Death to Tyrants. And he's gone through this progression where um he he wanted to be less aggressive, less sort of violent rhetoric, um found his way into into orthodox Christianity, renamed his show Counterflow. Um, and I'm I'm over uh, summarizing here, but I found it interesting in that just in the last few weeks, he even went so far as to censor his opening song where there was a single F-bomb. He now has a little like record scratch, you know, just because oh, I, I, I found it interesting because he's yeah. been talking about Orthodox Christianity for over a year right like maybe a year and a half and that that opening track remained untouched for a very very long time but i think he finally kind of reached a point where he's like you know even that's just just a hair more aggressive or more violent or more um maybe the better word would be more um oh what's the word i'm looking for degenerate um vulgar a little too yeah, vulgar. Yeah. And so he he put the little record scratch over the fuck, right? And you know, fuck's one of my favorite words, I have to admit, right? I am not a perfect person. I like I am I'm on my own journey. You know, my relationship to God and to Jesus Christ is my own, right? Um, but I find it I find it interesting because 
his show is still as hard hitting and as poignant as ever, but he's gotten almost completely away from politics and gone more metaphysical, mystical, you know, spiritual. I almost choose not to use the word religious because I think he's particularly unreligious about it. He's very open spirited. He's, like he's not humble is part of his character, but to begin he's with, very, he was, he's very yeah. humble. He's not a rigid personality. It's not my way or the highway, but he's trying to lead by example. And I see it. And I, you know, the subtlety, the subtlety of just cutting that fuck out of his opening song at a, you know, and the timing of it, like I said, it was not so abrupt. It, like it just happened recently, but I think it's cause he's really living out his values um, authentically. And, you know, he was pissed for a really long time. I think he's he's actively moving beyond his anger. And he might almost be more dangerous as a result. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's let go of the false idol of, you know, worshiping the anti-tyranny, right? Worshiping the... the From... Worship, he, worshiping liberty. Was, worshiping liberty, put, right? It was put really well when he interviewed it. It was actually, I think, David Gornowski interviewing him because he interviewed David Gornowski. And then the next week he was on David Gornowski's show. And he said, so you went from death to tyrant to death to the world. And yes. that was, yeah, that wow. was, yeah. What, what is solid dude? I, I, I'm going to talk to him one of these days. He's going to be on the show. I'm next time. I, he's probably going to be at Childerberg. I really hope he is. Yeah. I, I hope that, you know, like, this orthodoxy change with him and, and Tommy Salmons doesn't keep them away from an event like Childerberg because like, I, yeah, I, I want to yeah. see those guys in person again and go, yo dudes, talk to me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I don't have a big following, but you know, I, uh, I, I feel like I'm putting out a, a decent enough product. Well, I, I had a similar thought, right? Like Buck Johnson was at Childerberg last year. I didn't get a chance to talk to him. Um, I talked to a number of anarcho Christians though, like self self-proclaimed anarcho Christians. And, you know, I think I, I sure hope you're right. I hope like the degeneracy of Childerberg, if you will, isn't like off putting to people that are it's not, going, it's not it's very not degenerate. Even, it's yeah. not degenerate. Uh, you know, I use that word maybe in the more colloquial sense. Like I've joked before, like all my friends are degenerates and I love it, but like, when I say that, I mean like nonconformists. I mean like authentically human people, you know, like not, they're not degenerates. They're not degenerating anything. They're, they're authentically human and, and imperfect and raw and, and red pilled, you know, and that's what it is. And, and, and if you're not, if you're not used to that kind of raw authenticity, it can look degenerate because people for the first time ever are able to be open and honest and free and a little bit wild. You know, it's like, like we were talking that, that measured while and out versus the destructive while and out. Yeah. You know, uh, Jesus, Jesus drank the wine. Am I wrong? You know? Yeah. <laughs> so that, uh, that's the thing is, is that I think that, a lot of people think that Ancapistan is that. 
like degeneracy no 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 that 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 event whenever really Mm. what would happen under Ancapistan is it would end within moments it would end in moments because the you know you you take away restraints from the the most evil corporations in the world i think they've already proven that that they don't mind using you as a human experiment Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. uh and you know they'll turn the reason they haven't turned the the 5G on yet, and whether you think that it's going to hurt us or not, they haven't turned it on yet, is because they have they have rules to follow at this point. Now, if they didn't have those rules and they turn it on, I mean, we don't know if if the waves cause cancer. We don't know if the if they do nothing. If they do nothing, if they're completely freaking harmless, we don't know yet. And that's so why it hasn't that- turned on yet. The fact that my phone says I have 5G signal, that doesn't mean shit right now. Is that what you're telling me? No, they haven't. They haven't officially turned it on yet. Uh, apparently, yeah. it interferes with airplanes. So, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. and there's, there's been a lot of legal stuff holding it up. But, you know, it, like without putting brakes on on these corporations, what we're going to get owned by corporations. That's that's all there is to it. I mean, uh, you know, I'm all for individuals. And I'm for individuals that are not for me to be mm-hmm. the fuck away from me. And, you know, and, and that, that's another thing is that that Ancapistan, the whole idea of, of no borders. Well, the thing is, like, uh, you'll just get flooded in with people that have no respect and um, and no uh, nothing to do with this culture. They would destroy the culture, the American culture that this whole belief is supposed to come from, the idea of the founders, et cetera. They don't mm-hmm. have that in the third world. They don't, you know, and that's that's one of the reasons they're letting all the third worlders in right now is because they can control them whenever times get to a certain point. They can be like, hey, well, you know, they see everybody here as being unfathomably rich. And mm-hmm. to them, we are. And now, you know, and now you you bring a whole bunch of men, you turn off the, the tethers, the things that keep them orderly. I mean, you, you hear stories about third worlders just randomly murdering people all the time. And, uh, and yeah, this, it's not a good thing. So, you know, the, the idea, like borders are a good thing. And, yeah. and, you know, not just private property borders, I mean, state borders. So, you know, call me a status if you want, I don't care. I, you know, I, I like that my truck has doors, you know, yeah, whenever I, yeah. I close the doors at night, I don't want, you know, whoever to just wander right in here. Well, I think this is where like, yeah, the theoretical and the practical uh, collide. You know, it's very nice. Again, it, like if the backdrop, if the canvas that's being painted on is anarchy. Well, yeah, there's no, there's no, um, it's not paint by numbers, right? There's no clearly defined borders in the canvas of the world. But if you try to paint a beautiful picture, there will be clearly defined differentiation between elements of the painting. You know, I'm getting a little um, ethereal with my metaphor here, but like what good is a painting if there's no definition to it, right? If there's no, border if there's no contrast between you know objects between subject whatever 
you know, it's like if we if we want to argue theoretically that like borders should not exist, then you know, where 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 does the edge of your body, where does the border of your existence end? You know, like without right. borders, <laughs> what there there is no definition to anything. So, you know, I agree. I think there's like there's a fault that we can we can fall into like again this this idol worship of an idea which is maybe based in some level of truth but is not complete and going back to buck johnson and some of his more recent guests he asks them often like a question about like what was your progression to where you are now and they often came by way of libertarianism anarchism what have you and what I find interesting is they have a hard time defining themselves at this point in time. And I can relate. Um, yeah. And, and, and I think it was maybe his just most recent guest who maybe he had, I think he had to press the question a little bit. And finally the guy goes, well, you know, if you had a gun to my head and said, you know, one word, what are you politically he said, my answer would be Christian. And he left that, it at that. That's the best answer right there. And I, yeah. I, I think that, that that's, that's one of the solutions to the mess that we're in is that, you know, it, I don't, I don't think that voting solves anything because they, they can just install whoever they want, however they want to do it. Mm -hmm. And, uh, in fact, man, uh, it, on Sunday, we should we should dive into a little bit of uh, the Fox News versus Dominion case because I I think that mm. that's interesting. Some I've heard some really interesting takes on that. But anyway, um, the thing is, we only need so as Christians, we need to be represented by Christians and make that accountable. It's you know it it it's insane how many how many how much of biden's cabinet is all jewish or secular or whatever yeah. else you know it, we need to be a country run by christians we don't need mayorkas yellen blinken all these these people that are a different faith than us this is the same faith that killed our savior you know biden claims to be a christian though i mean that's the thing we have to be discerning and and judge if 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 I can be so bold, we have to try our best to judge the authentic Christians from the false, right? Even though, whatever, judge not lest ye be judged. We have to use our our best judgment, our our discernment, you know, our our common sense to to say just because somebody claims to be one of us doesn't mean they are, right? Like JFK Jr. to me seems way more Christian than than Biden. But even then, you might say, well, <laughs> maybe not. I don't know. You know, you, you seem to know more about that guy than I do. But it's like, is there a good, honest Christian? Yeah, are you like, talking about RFK? RFK. Yeah. What did I did? I say JFK Jr. I meant. RFK yeah, Jr. yeah. 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 Uh, JFK Jr. also has died. But uh, so there's right. And he died so, in a plane crash. Right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And that's that's one of the. Uh, the QAnon crazy stories is that, you know, 
<laughs> but he's that coming back and he's been running things in secret and he's cute. <laughs> but you know, and he's and he's cute. Is that? <laughs> Yeah, that'd be a trip. That'd be a trip. What if? What I mean, if, dude, I, I don't know. You know. A lot of this, I, I get along with those guys really well, and I wish, yeah. I, I wish that their optimism, you know, because, uh, like I was talking to a dude the other day, he was awesome, um, and he was in, into all this stuff, but man, it's it. I don't think that there's a good guy. He's he believes That's that it. there's I a mean, war between two deep states, and to me, mm. I just think there is the deep state. And there's different factions of it, and they do go to war with each other, but they all don't care about you, and they all hate you, and yeah. uh, are well, just what looking is, to turn a buck. What is Q except one more false idol, right? So this, right, right. Maybe, maybe one of the falsest idols, in fact, because it could have been ten different people for all we. It could have been a hundred different people. We don't know, you know. But it was an idol that people sort of knelt to. You know, just like Trump, just like any other major politician, you know, again, like, I think there's a a reason, um, you know, Jesus is referred to as King of Kings, Lord of Lords, right? Like, I believe this was on Buck's more recent show, but they're talking about how either that or it was you and your Aunt Laura. I can't remember which, but it was like talking about how perhaps monarchy makes the most like political sense and the only perfect monarchy would be like a monarchy in which like jesus was the monarch but that you know i'm i'm about three episodes behind on buck but i think that was on his show we didn't uh laura and i haven't talked about monarchy yet but i'm doing a poor job of expressing the thought but you know he was expressing how a lot of anarchists and end up concluding that monarchy might be the best form of government, but it's like, um, I, I forget exactly how it was stated, but sort of like, well, if, if we had a monarchy in which the quote unquote monarch was sort of the idea of Jesus, right. Which is absurd, you know, but like if we all followed the teachings of Jesus as if they, you know, they came down from a living monarch that would be the best form of society. But, you know, the beauty of, uh, of God is that he gives us free will. Jesus was a leader, not a, not a tyrant. So we will never have the benefit of living under Jesus's rule, so to speak, even though we might be better for it. Like, am I making sense? You know, yeah, like, so one of my favorite people, uh, in the Old Testament is uh, is Gideon, hmm. and uh, and Gideon won this big battle. Uh, or actually, Gideon purged um, a bunch of Baal worshippers. Right, got rid of them, and they all right. were like, "Okay, well, we want to make you king." And he said, "And this is before Jesus, but he said God is the only king." Mm-hmm. And and I I love that sentiment from that that character i i think that he's amazing and then uh and then samuel uh whenever he was asked for a king and eventually relented and gave the people a king because they wanted one uh he gave them the warning that the the king is going to abuse the hell out of you and you know he listed off all the things that the king will do to the people and sure enough that's one of the things that kings do they abuse the hell out of people 
I'll um, tell you what, man, I'm I'm losing focus because I got to pee like a racehorse. Can you give me like a minute? Uh, you know what? I I think we covered the topics. Um, fair enough. You want to you want to just uh just wrap it up? Um, or sure. or do you have more yeah. that you wanted to say? Well, I uh, I t- just give me like thirty <laughs> seconds, dude. I got to pee so bad, and then we can <laughs> sign right. out. All right. <laughs> okay. Sounds, sounds good. <laughs> I'll be right back. <laughs> Yeah, um, but Gideon was one of my more interesting characters to me, just because of that, and then uh, and that that whole situation there of all of the people that seem to go back to uh, to worshiping Baal, and and it's weird because you find a lot of the people, um, and Laura and I have covered this before, uh, along with Maria, that a lot of the people that are doing the crazy stuff right now are all followers of Baal or they, you know, or they do Baalic worship things and, you know, the progression of what was uh, Babylon. And that's, that's one of the titles of the show. I had a diesel on recently and diesel has a song called burn Babylon burn. And it was a response to build back better. And now a lot of people see America as babylon um and it, there's there's a lot of parallels here as far as the, the those two empires and the thing is you know when it's going to become horrible tyrannical and just so poisonous that you know that everyone will rejoice as babylon burns and you know <laughs> we rejoice every week whenever i'm i'm telling you the terrible news because it's never good news I mean, sometimes there's good news, but um, but we're seeing the system fall apart and it's a good thing. But what replaces it is even worse. So, you know, be vigilant. Keep your eyes open for that kind of thing. So I'm grateful. I for whatever reason, I decided instead of wearing my headphones to figure out how to make my wireless work, which I'm glad because while I peed, I was able to listen to you talk. That was great. It was great. Um, but it made me think, um, in terms of like my journey, my, my faith journey, if you will, I feel like one of the things that was never made clear to me that, that I'm incredibly grateful to sort of understand now in a different light, really thanks to your aunt Laura, I, I had never been taught that in essence, you know, maybe I had, and maybe it hadn't sunken in, but in essence, Satan has dominion of the earth. Like, and God, God, well, maybe again, while maybe we would prefer that we live under the perfect monarchy of God, Jesus, you know, whatever the father, well, that's that's not what this life is about. Not, Our next life is this, about living under God's monarchy, under living uh, in you the know. kingdom of God. Yes, yeah. But, but it's a it's even if you're not a believer, even if you don't have faith, um, simply this this way of conceptualizing, right? That we were given free will, so that we might choose the better path, but in a way like the 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 cards are sort of stacked against us. Like we were fighting an uphill battle 
like to me that just feels true like just with what we've gone through um and i think it it sort of jives with like anarchism as an idea in that like no king you know there is no there is no there's no true sovereign aside from i guess the independent the individual and you know whatever god you ascribe to and um you know it's like it's either that or we have to admit that we're totally powerless so either we choose to like be emboldened and and sort of take up the take up the cross as they say like take up the mantle of responsibility to be good to serve good or we fall prey to the wicked and i used to really resent the idea that like the world was wicked because i i see the beauty of nature i love nature i love i love the world but like that's that's the whole point isn't it so here's the the fun part about that is that man was meant to have dominion over the world we screwed mm-hmm. up and uh and so now that satan has dominion over the world it doesn't change the nature of the world god gave us a perfect world you mm. put things into this world and and your efforts you're rewarded for so you put seeds in the ground and you get fruit eventually you you put you know you put two animals together and you know you got baby animals and we have been fooled by all of these the, the whole thing that's been preached to us our whole lives is that there's some kind of scarcity and then we're always scared of our money scarcity we're scared scared of fuel scarcity where you know they're they're trying to design food scarcity into this situation in, in an, a, a system that is like we have food everywhere. This is a very abundant nation. And then, you know, like people are getting abortions because they because they don't think that there's going to be enough for their children. They think that, that they're not going to have enough money to raise the child. They, they think a lot of these things and scarcity is one of the things that motivates a lot of those people. Um, so you and sacrifice. Then, so you sacrifice your baby to the spirit of fear. Mm hmm instead of instead of faith having faith that god will provide yeah it's a very it's a very basic um like basal sort of decision right it's it's opting out of it's 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 you're not opting out of fear you're you're simply um what's the word i'm looking for you're coping with fear by by cutting the possibility out of your existence altogether. That's it's a terribly, yeah. it's a terribly, I mean, that's the thing. And it's think, an attempt think, to absolve themselves of responsibility because if, if you properly have a child, you're responsible for it. And so they opt out of the responsibility. And, and a lot of times they do it because they, you know, they don't think they have enough money. Or, you know, it's, I think it's interesting and it's very, it's very, um, like it makes sense that abortion is one of these core questions. It makes perfect sense. Recently, uh, uh, 
I talked about it last week. So there was a guy who committed a suicide over over the AI convincing him that it's going to help climate change. Well, somebody mm -hmm. else just today or yesterday has done the same thing, maybe not motivated by AI, but people are topping themselves because they're afraid that the climate is going to get too hot. It's not going to mm -hmm. happen. We're, uh, we're not destroying the earth. I promise you just enjoy things. You know, it, it's, it is actually a beautiful world and I love the world and I'm very grateful to God for this world, but I understand the powers and principalities that are a hold of everything and mm -hmm. why why we're swimming in such corruption and why things work the way they do and why people that are bad are rewarded. I see that all the time. And, and that used to be the most confusing thing to me. That's is why, why would I follow God whenever bad people are rewarded in this world? Well, the reason bad people are rewarded in this world is because they make trades and offers with those powers and principalities. It's why, mm. you know, uh, Laura made it the point on one of our episodes that, she was really sad when she saw Ryan Reynolds in every single movie for, you know, three or four summers in a row because it, it he must have made a dark bargain or likely made one. I don't know if he did or not. No, neither of us know. But, you know, people that that blow up like that, you know, uh, 20 years ago, the rise of Vin Diesel, you know, like, I mean, he was in every single movie for a little a little bit right there, you know, and it. It just seems like these people make dark deals, probably, possibly. None of us have 100% on that. But you do well, have ideas yeah. like like Megan Fox. You know, she she drank yeah. blood and, you know, and talks about it. Some of them are open about it. Well, I was going to say, I want to say, um, you know, I think Robert Johnson, you know, the, the folklore around Robert Johnson selling his soul at the crossroads. It's a compelling story. Partly because I don't believe he ever denied it. You know, it's like it's like people pointed out the fact that this guy was not very good. And then a couple months later, he comes back to town and he can just play like a bat out of hell. You know, and the you know, devil went down to Georgia, like that song. There's a reason. There, there's only so many songs that never get old. And in my opinion, The Devil Went Down to Georgia is one of those songs. It never gets old because the story is so compelling of a guy making a not not a not a deal with the devil, but a wager. Something about that is even more interesting. He says, you know, if you win, you get my soul. If I win, I get that fiddle made of gold. And I don't know, is that is that a false wager? Does the devil win uh, in any event? I I think that that by risking it, he made he, he made the deal. It, like people don't deal. understand the value of their soul. That that's another thing mm. about society that just demoralizes you. And um one thing that that uh Buck Johnson always talks about since we're talking about him is uh father seraphim rose has that book on nihilism so they always bring up he always brings up nihilism and how nihilism has crept into everything and in fact ron paul's next conference is the theme of it is nihilism and um in this society where we have been 
browbeat. And the the thing is, we can't let nihilism win. We, you know, that that is not the way to be. And and yeah, it's it's how they do it. It's it's how we end up here. The demoralization and that, you know, that big gaping hole in everybody that needs to be feel, filled with the love mm-hmm. of Christ. And all you have to do is accept it. Well, Andy, I, I'll just say like, I appreciate what you're doing, man. I, I, I've really, I think your last handful of episodes have been pretty spot on. I want to hear more from aunt Laura. I'm excited. I ordered her book. I'm very excited to read it. Um, I suppose we should plug that for her sake, right? Well, it's called, um, something about, tell me, tell me what it's called. <laughs> Uh, the roots of iniquity, and uh, I misspelled yeah. it. Uh, but iniquity is I N I Q U I T Y. Um, for some reason, I thought it was spelled like inequity, but I've heard yeah. it pronounced way several times, so I thought it was the same thing. Um, but yeah, uh, I I just ordered five copies. I'm gonna hold. I'm gonna have my own copy in the truck, and I'm gonna mm-hmm. hold a copy for whenever I see friends and whenever I go back home. I'll always have two copies on me. I also made sure that I ordered Hey Duke 2029. Can you tell me a little bit about that? Yeah, man. Um, you know, it's funny. It's It was very much written. So it's my novel. I wrote it last summer. And um, I was thinking about it kind of in the context of how I'm feeling about things now. And I think it's very much a tale of a of a of a seeker, you know? of a lost soul trying to find the way. And there's some religious undercurrents and whatnot. Overall though, it's just a fun like adventure story about, you know, two friends that kind of meet unexpectedly in a, in a post blackout world and are trying to, you know, combat the forces of evil. Uh, but yeah, hey, Duke 20, 2029. Um, it was a fun thing. I just wrote it because I felt like I had to get ideas out. And it's not, I'm not going to claim that it's going to solve any, um, it's, it's no, it's no complete formula for success or happiness, but it's a fun read. And that's all. Yeah. Well, I, I feel like that's a huge accomplishment and I'm proud of you, man. I'm glad that appreciate that it, man. I'm, I'm hoping to write there. another one. I'm thinking maybe I'm this looking- summer. I'll write another. Do it. We'll yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm thinking this Sunday, man. Maybe, maybe we do another, um, another segment of Based or Bogus. I'm thinking about. <laughs> I'm thinking about Mel Gibson. Oh, base as fuck, man. Like <laughs> I knew base. <laughs> I knew you'd say that. I knew it. <laughs> Dude, he is Hell the yeah, most base Chad of all base Chads. <laughs> Um, just yeah. just look at the beard, man. It's all the all the <laughs> truth. All the truth is held inside the beard, man. <laughs> oh man! And those original Mad Max movies were so much fun. That was oh, when yeah. a movie was movie. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Hell yeah, dude! Yeah. yeah. Uh, <laughs> next, we'll we'll have to. I mean that 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 one's already been concluded. So we'll we'll find <laughs> somebody else. 
It'd be worth talking about. It'd be worth talking about any, anyways. Maybe we find somebody <laughs> to compare him against. How about Mel Gibson versus Megan Fox? <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> no contest there. No contest. Well, I'm just saying, man, in any event, you, you're doing good work, and I appreciate it fully. Dude, I appreciate you, man. Uh, I, I appreciate yeah. being a part of the What the Fuck Forum, and I have so yeah. much fun with you guys, and I, I'm glad that I can add my my experiences to that. And thanks gotta for gotta fight those gotta fight those powers and principalities, right? I mean, that's that's really what we're doing out here, man. Um, and you know, I I'm not the best at it, and you know, and if I was, I think that they would come for me more because that's that's kind of how it works, from what I understand. So, um, but. You know, one of these days they'll be coming for me, but I know, I know how we should enjoy being under under the radar is a good place to be for now. Yeah. And the way to beat them is for you not to beat them is for you to ask Christ for you. And that, that there is no man that can stop these things. These things are beyond humans. You have to have to consult in Christ in order to do that. And honestly, that's a weight off of my shoulders, man. You can't carry the weight of the world on your own shoulders. You got to you got to share the load. Yep. Amen. Yep. And that that Amen. is a that is a lesson for everyone. If you're carrying anything, you know, life's hard. Like I said about all that nihilism, life is hard. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I want to do another quick shout out and uh, before you uh, you throw the rest of your plugs, but mm-hmm. I want to say thanks to Bonita who was listening on the stream. Uh, she was also here for the episode last week with Aunt Laura and uh, Recycle Bin Laden. Thanks for uh, tuning in again, buddy. I appreciate y'all. Thanks for uh, you know showing me that there's some people out there that are getting into this. So I appreciate y'all. So easy peasy is easy peasy garden solutions. That's easy peasy gardens.com. If you're in the Indianapolis area and you need a backyard veggie garden, I'm your motherfucker. Uh, if you just want to listen to a fun show where we talk about different topics, all, all sorts of different topics. That's the easy peasy podcast. You can find the WTF forum there. If you're uh, looking to buy Hey Duke 2029, Amazon is a motherfucker, so if you search for it on there, it won't turn up. But you can go to easypeasy.ittybitty.tips, and you can find a link there. All right. Well, Mike, as always, a good time, man. <laughs> we should do more more collabs. Absolutely, okay. man. Always you a know, good time. Yeah. Uh, oh, before Childerberg. I want to get a whole group of us just big old round table just to talk nonsense. Hell yeah. I'm there. All right. Awesome. And then there, the WTF at Childerberg will be off the hook, friends. Fucking so. A, bro. Fucking A. All right. Thanks, everybody. Peace out, y'all. Deuces. Deuces.